648 on the Crosstalk on WIZM. I'm Mike Hayes. Mark Meyer and I in the studio this morning. Uh, Snow-free this morning, although there are lots of wet spots on the carpet all over the place from people dragging the snow in. Just be aware there's snow. If you haven't looked outside yet, you got a little shoveling to do. Our guest this morning from the Bryce Prairie Conservation Club to uh, touch base one more time on that fishing derby that comes up uh, a week from, uh, well, the 25th, a week from Saturday. Uh, it's loca- Well, there's a couple of things that are a little different. Mark Schultz, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Yeah, February 1st, Mike, February 1st. Oh, what did I th- why did I think it was the 25th? I don't know. All right, know. so I'm sorry. That's my fault. Uh, February 5th, something else is going on on the 25th, Mark. What? Every Saturday. Yeah, yeah I don't know. it's a different Saturday. All right, so the uh, the uh, fishing derby, the Bryce Prairie Fishing Derby on February 1st, which is a couple of Saturdays from now, uh, and we talked right. about it uh, yesterday at some length. Uh, one thing that I forgot to ask was, because I just made the assumption it would be uh, in its same location, you've moved it for a little more space, right? Just down the road a little bit. Um, it's in the parking lot that's just above Schaefer's bait shop. Ah, that's okay. the parking lot that serves the boat landing there. But um, we'll just be off in the corner. and You'll be able to see it from County Highway Z easily. Ah, okay. Whereas before, when we were at Red Pines, you couldn't see the tent or anything. It was down below. Right. You, know, so. you couldn't see it till you were practically on it. So... Yeah, so, you, you actually had to turn in to, to get to it, yeah. Right, all right. So, so in this case, it will be in the parking lot that serves the boat landing uh, out on Bryce Prairie, the end of the road. I think anybody who is a fisher person knows where that is and will yeah, be there. Yeah. Anything else that's new or different before I change the topic of conversation uh, regarding the uh, the fishing derby on February 1st? No, it's just that... Uh, Make your plans based on what kind of ice we've got. Yeah. We normally, always have good good enough ice, and I think it's going to be cold enough uh, to make enough ice so that people can get out there. Well, and now uh, we have a few inches of snow. That's insulation, which sort of uh, hinders the making of ice, so to speak, doesn't it? Slows that process. A little bit. The, the, the few inches of snow we got isn't going to be too much of a hindrance. If you got a foot or more snow, then uh, that's a problem. All right, so it's not a, a not a really big deal. All right, and of course, lots of things can change between now and February first. So we'll just keep an right, eye on right. the whole package. And uh, uh, by the way, right. if you've got uh, or if you or somebody in the uh, conservation club has a little flyer with all the details of this derby, uh, email it to me or have them email it to me when you get a chance. That'd be awesome. Okay. And I will yep, continue to remind everybody about it. I read a story yesterday that surprised the heck out of me. That uh, uh, authorities have said that an elk was found dead in northern Wisconsin after it ate corn that was put out by a landowner. Uh, <laughs> a misguided attempt to help the wildlife, a DNR officials said that the deer died from rumen acidosis. Yikes! That is, so the, the the farmer wasn't poisoning the uh, elk. He was trying to do something nice, and it turned out to kill the elk. Uh, help me understand why elk don't well, like the, corn. It's it's not just it's ruminants. Okay, they have enzymes and bacteria in there that have to match what they eat. And if that elk had never eaten corn before, or at least recently, 
you wouldn't have the enzymes and the bacteria that you need to digest. The, it happens in a ruminant stomach that, that uh, can digest the, uh, the corn. All right. Is that so? That's as much as that's as much as I know. The whole acidosis thing. That's you know. That's for somebody that's got more knowledge than I've got. So it, it inter- that, that brings up a number of questions regarding uh, the, the moving of elk. These elk were moved from Kentucky uh, to Wisconsin. I assume then that where the elk are relocated when they're moved to help uh, grow a herd. Uh, the DNR officials and and uh, other wildlife officials have to be aware of what kind of food is available in their new uh, area, their new living quarters, so to speak. Because if it's different, it could cause a problem. Uh, I yeah, except they move them usually in in the time of year when you've got active growing going on. Okay, uh-huh. and so it's more likely that there might be some common foods, you know. Clover and elk are, are are browsers, so they eat, you know, essentially woody vegetation primarily. Okay, uh, uh, so I'm assuming they were doing that in Kentucky also. Does this uh, the, this uh, uh, diet and the rumen uh, rumen acidosis also uh, uh, affect deer uh, or just yep. elk? Yep. Okay. In so. Fact, in the history of Wisconsin, back when we had longer winters, tougher winters, more snow, mm-hmm. deer used to yard up, and they'd yard up, and they'd eat everything in the yard. Usually, it's white cedar, and people would take in bales of hay to feed them, and the deer would die with full stomachs. Yeah, they eat a big meal and then die. That's uh, I, and so I'm trying to help uh, listeners who are. Uh, like me, kind of struggle with uh, some of these aspects. I suppose that would be uh, similar to uh, uh, Americans going to Mexico, and uh, you're always told, don't drink the water from a hose, uh, don't eat the food from a a sidewalk vendor. Same kind of thing is that because you see, uh, you know, a Mexican resident drinking water out of the hose, no problem. But that is that because that, uh, that, individual has those uh, bacteria and so forth in their gut that uh, Americans don't? Well, that's a little beyond me, but uh, we've got a different kind of a digestive system than the, than the deer do. <laughs> so right. what, you're doing, what you're doing when you consume water down there, you're getting some um, nasty bacteria that maybe the, the local population has grown accustomed to. Sure. And you, you haven't. You haven't. That's... Well, that would yeah. be my, my speculation on that. Mine too. I was just searching for something that might uh, help people relate. It's a, a deer. They change their elk, change their diet. Uh, deer change their diet dramatically and get sick and in some cases die. Uh, and if you've ever had water from a hose while you were on vacation in Mexico and got sick, kaboom. There you go. Just don't. Don't feed the deer or the elk. Uh, that's the call from wildlife officials and from our guest who is uh, involved in all things wildlife uh, here in the lacrosse area and the bryce prairie conservation club their fishing derby february 1st mike february 1st 656 thank you mark schultz